Welcome, my name is Roxanne, you're listening to Serpent Alchemy. So what I had in mind for this session was more so of an introduction, the thought behind the name, a little bit about my influences, etc. However, I like keeping my introductions brief, I often don't think they're necessary. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to listen and draw your own conclusions. Also not to box myself into a particular category, only room to change and evolve as I go. A few years ago I wrote this introduction for a blog where I said, This relationship I have with words and writing is complex and passionate, a relationship of many years, and in all of this time I have had the freedom to become comfortable in my writing. I write by my own rules, which I break however I like, I write for pleasure, as a form of self-indulgence, self-reflection and study. I write for and from myself, now for whoever wants to read to. The writer writes alone and the reader reads alone. So, it's just you and me now, and I intend on building this intellectual relationship between us. And I think this still holds up in my writing and now with the podcast I still hold the same sentiment. (laughs) But now with uh, Serban Alchemy, I do feel that this intellectual relationship I spoke of can be more intimate, you know, something you can put on and listen to as you drift to sleep, as you prepare a meal, what have you. I enjoy speaking into a mic, hopefully you'll enjoy listening. (laughs) It feels good to take what are usually essays and give them more life through my voice, I suppose. Since I can remember, I've loved the radio and thought of how it would feel to host my own radio show. Realistically, I don't think the topics I like discussing are suitable for radio. I don't think I'm suitable for radio. But I'm enjoying creating a space online that is only mine, what I call the shots. A space for me to share my personal perspective. I have very much chosen to live my life in alignment with my personal vision, meaning I'm guided by my intuition, which I've strengthened over the years, knowing it won't fail me, rather than following predefined guidelines of living, if you will. This is how I've built my life over the last handful of years. I've worked towards becoming the person I am today, a creation of my own. How does all of this connect? (laughs) Well, to begin with, let's uh, talk about why I chose this title for the podcast as well as a few other projects of mine. Um, Serpent symbolism surged in my life during a time of great transformation. And um, as we go through life, as we grow, we are naturally drawn to these tokens, these points of reference. I know, using the example of when you're uh, walking through fog, through a dense fog, you only see what's right in front of you, and as you go forward, more of the path is revealed to you. I know this is a very simple analogy, but it gets the point across. And uh, in life, as you evolve spiritually, new concepts are uh, presented to you once the time comes for you to embrace them. 
you are given by your higher self the challenges it deems you are prepared to take on not only challenges but also um, knowledge and guidance for you to conquer them if you are in tune in, uh, with your intuition enough to decipher it there's this quote from La Frontera by Gloria Anzaldúa I believe it's how it's pronounced I won't read the whole thing uh, to you but you can find it on my Instagram page under the same name as the podcast essentially talking about how in pre-Columbian America the most notable symbol was the serpent how they uh, associated womanhood with the serpent's mouth quote they considered it the most sacred place on earth a place of refuge the creative womb from which all things were born and to which all things returned and it stayed with me since i uh, first came across it the snake shedding its skin being linked with a woman shedding their uterine linings uh, snakes open mouth resembling the vulva i think it's uh, fascinating i also want to read you some information you can easily find on wikipedia but i thought it was interesting and relevant to what we are discussing let me uh, find it for you historically they represented fertility or a creative life force as snakes shed their skin they are symbols of rebirth transformation immortality and healing in some cultures snakes symbolize the umbilical cord joining all humans to mother earth in ancient crete they worshipped they were worshipped as gardens of her mysteries of birth and regeneration in some abrahamic traditions the serpent represents sexual desire serpents are connected with venom and medicine the snake's venom is associated with the chemicals of plants that have the power to either heal or provide expanded consciousness even the elixir of life and immortality through divine intoxication so to me serpents are a symbol of alchemy snakes and women alchemists alike have been demonized by patriarchal societies you know religion state institutions i mean it's not new to anyone i was born into a predominantly female family between portugal and galicia my maternal grandmother always practiced her craft around me i grew up recognizing these practices as natural ways of healing and i've known to heal myself using herbs food and intention yet i chose to keep a distance from these practices only recently have i allowed myself to fully embrace them i've been studying spirituality for about 10 years starting very young i mean i had questions and i had the access to the information online which at the time wasn't much but it was enough to get me started and you know looking into this world uh, naturally i reached the point where the next step for me was to study magic and alchemy which led me to recover these memories and piece together all the instances where i chose to repress uh, knowledge that's always been within me knowledge i inherited from the woman who came before me 
My admiration for women has heavily influenced the life path I've chosen to take. All of the work I do is for women. Um, I have good men in my life, however, growing up I was greatly influenced by women. I've always looked to women for guidance, seen them as allies rather than people I had to compete with. And what prize would I be competing for? Alienation from my own kind, leading me to seek in men the kind of understanding and warmth I can only find in women. I don't see how I could benefit from that. No girl does, really. I feel that women complete me, and although I'm in a relationship with this wonderful man, I am well aware I need female energy around me in order to thrive. I also want to note that despite the generalized terms I may use here and there, it's important to adjust our language to include trans women who are a huge pillar of society, especially when it comes to women's rights. I don't want my work to ever lack that space for the incredible women who have fought to be who they are, regardless of how difficult it may be and how cruel society is towards anyone who doesn't fit the standard. I first read the book White Oleander when I was a teenager. I used to look through my mother's a vast book collection and pick whatever books stood out to me. I always liked bigger books, so that ended up being the one I picked out that time. And I remember I was fascinated by the mother, Ingrid. The book is written through the eyes of the daughter, and um, the way she describes her is chilling, but so beautiful, I think subconsciously that was one of those influences you pick up in your early teens and they stay with you forever and to this day i've looked for books with characters who resemble her in some way i could see myself in her not at the time but somewhere in the future i could tell she was my kind of woman now this character isn't a loving mother but she's fascinating she's a writer she's someone you fear one of my favorite paragraphs from her perspective is, quote, I regret nothing. No woman with any self-respect would have done less. The question of good and evil will always be one of philosophy's most intriguing problems, up there with the problem of existence itself. I'm not quarreling with your choice of issues, only with your intellectually diminished approach. If evil means to be self-motivated, to live on one's own terms, then every artist, every thinker, every original mind is evil, because we dare to look through our own eyes rather than mouth cliches lent to us from the so-called fathers. To dare to see is to steal fire from the gods. This is mankind's destiny, the engine which fuels us as a race." End quote. I read the book in Portuguese at the time, and although translated I could tell how rich its language was, the way the writer Janet Finch um, danced and played with the words, the way she was able to, pin, to paint a picture dripping in sensations, colors, tastes, scent. It's no secret that writing has been an undying passion of mine ever since the day I first learned to put letters together. And the only reason why I reverted to this book so many times 
was to indulge in the extraordinary visuals the writer provided with the words alone. There's another quote I love, very short. She would be half a planet away, floating in a turquoise sea, dancing by moonlight to flamenco guitar. I mean, how wonderful. <laughs> so leaving you with this suggestion, if you're uh, looking for a book to immerse yourself in this year. And on that note, I think a lot of us who enjoy reading or want to read more, make a habit out of it, there's this idea that a good reader reads a lot multiple books per month, per, per week, even uh, how impressive it is to have a stack of books at the end of the year and being able to say you read all of them. But how much did you really immerse yourself in these books? Personally, I don't read a lot, not since I finished school. I like going back to uh, books and movies um, as well. Uh, I like returning to the ones that touched me the most and consume them again each time noticing new things finding new meanings and details and i like to suggest uh, if you want to make reading a habit to take the pressure off the number of books you read and place your focus on finding quality something that genuinely resonates with you something that adds value to your life in the sense of making the time you spend reading time to wind down and indulge uh, in something which brings you pleasure. This brings me to the end of today's session. I hope you enjoyed spending this time with me. I hope my words resonated with you in some way. Thank you for listening.